in coming days and could keep overseas travelers detained at airports in a state of legal limbo. Just after 8 a.m. Sunday, Trump tweeted, Our country needs strong borders and extreme vetting. Now. Look at what is happening all over Europe and indeed the world. A horrible mess. Later in the morning, Trump tweeted, Christians in the Middle East have been executed in large numbers. We cannot allow this horror to continue. The president's aggressive action triggered a wave of criticism from Democrats on Capitol Hill, but also from a growing number of lawmakers in his own party. You have an extreme vetting proposal that didn't get the vetting it should have, Senator Rob Portman, Republican Ohio, said Sunday on CNN's State of the Union, even as he stopped short of opposing the order outright. Leaders of the influential Koch network on Sunday also expressed opposition to the controversial ban. It is not in keeping with their aims to build a free and open society. We believe it is possible to keep Americans safe without excluding people who wish to come here to contribute and pursue a better life for their families, said Brian Hooks, the president of the Charles Koch Foundation. The travel ban is the wrong approach and will likely be counterproductive, he added. Our country has benefited tremendously from a history of welcoming people from all cultures and backgrounds. This is a hallmark of free and open societies. But Republican leaders in Congress on Sunday did not join the opposition to Trump's order. I don't want to criticize them for improving vetting, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said on ABC's This Week. He cautioned that the United States doesn't have a religious test for entry into the country and stopped short of saying that Trump's action amounted to a Muslim ban. I think we need to be careful, McConnell said. We don't have religious tests in this country. The Department of Homeland Security noted that less than 1% of international air travelers arriving Saturday in the United States were inconvenienced by the executive order, though the situation described by lawyers and immigrant advocates across the country Saturday was one of widespread uncertainty and even chaos at airports, where travelers from the targeted countries were suddenly detained. Federal judges began stepping in late Saturday as requests for stays of President Trump's action flooded courtrooms from coast to coast. Late Saturday, a federal judge in New York temporarily blocked deportations nationwide. Her ruling was followed by similar decisions by federal judges in Virginia, Seattle, and Boston. In Brooklyn, Judge Ann Donnelly of the U.S. District Court granted a request from the American Civil Liberties Union to stop the deportations after determining that the risk of injury to those detained by being returned to their home countries necessitated the decision. Next came a temporary restraining order by District Judge Leonie Brinkema in Alexandria, who blocked for seven days the removal of any green card holders detained at Dulles International Airport. Brinkema's action also ordered the lawyers have access to those held there because of the ban. In Seattle, U.S. District Court Judge Thomas S. Zilley granted an emergency stay preventing the deportation of two people that had been detained at the SeaTac International Airport, according to the ACLU of Washington, which joined other advocates in filing an emergency motion. The two people remain in federal custody and will have a hearing later this week, the group said. Just before 2 a.m. Sunday in Boston, two federal judges ruled for two University of Massachusetts Dartmouth associate professors, Iranian nationals, who are permanent legal residents in the United States, who were held at Logan International Airport when they landed after travel for an academic conference. The judges there also put a seven-day restraining order on Trump's executive action. It allows any approved refugee visa holder or green card holder to fly to Boston over the next seven days and requires Customs and Border Protection to notify airlines that fly to Logan Airport that those passengers will not be detained or forced to return. The ruling applies only to Massachusetts. The president's order also rigored harsh reactions from key sectors of the U.S. business community. Leading technology companies recalled scores of overseas employees and sharply criticized the president. Legal experts forecast a wave of litigation over the order, calling it unconstitutional. Lawyers and advocates for immigrants are advising them to seek asylum in Canada. 
Yet Trump, who centered his campaign, in part, on his vow to crack down on illegal immigrants and impose what became known as his Muslim ban, was unbowed, as White House officials insisted that the measure strengthens national security. The president stood squarely behind it. It's not a Muslim ban, but we were totally prepared, Trump told reporters Saturday in the Oval Office. You see it at the airports, you see it all over. It's working out very nicely, and we're going to have a very, very strict ban, and we're going to have extreme vetting, which we should have had in this country for many years. In New York, Donnelly seemed to have little patience with the government's arguments, which focused heavily on the fact that the two defendants named in the lawsuit had already been released. Donnelly noted that those detained were suffering mostly from the bad fortune of traveling while the ban went into effect. Our own government presumably approved their entry into the country. She said at one point, noting that, had it been two days earlier, those detained would have been granted admission without question. During the hearing, ACLU attorney Lee Gellerant informed the court that he had received word of a deportation to Syria, scheduled within the hour. That prompted Donnelly to ask if the government could assure that the person would not suffer irreparable harm. Receiving no such assurance, she granted this.